0: That tim wants to share with us this morning is from hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 to 25 reading from the niv therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Thanks, Tim.
1: Cheers. This morning, and I had this motorbike follow me in. (laughs) I was thinking, what have I done? (laughs) It was Ross. It was all good. (laughs) A bit intimidating having a giant black motorbike follow you into church. It was great. Well, Welcome to to church. Welcome to the Welcome Home Service. What's the one thing... We asked the question at the start of the service. What's the one thing you miss when you, you leave home? What's the one thing that you just can't wait to get back to when you you leave home you go on holidays or you're away for a while or you're visiting over christmas or something what's the the one thing one of the things that that i miss the most is my bed yeah you know you you, you try and sleeping on the mattress on the floor and the lilo has gone down or whatever and yeah you, you know, and it's like how's your holiday yeah, it was great yeah, it was all good you know or you try, yeah it's it's just not the same as your own bed and i don't know if if you're like me, but after a while, you, you go away and you start thinking about, oh, just a few more sleeps and I get to come home to my own bed. And, and you start looking forward to it. You sort of start dreaming it in your head. You think, oh, you're going to get home and you're going to get into the bedroom. And it's going to be your own bed. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be a great sleep. But you forget that you left on Christmas Day and you just unwrapped everything. And so when you get home, instead of seeing this, you see that. And, and it's just like, oh, there's stuff everywhere, and it's all chaotic and messy, and, and then you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. You just push everything onto the ground anyway and lie down and go to sleep. It, it's still cool because it's your bed. You still sleep well, even though there's mess and clutter and things everywhere. And I want to say church can be a little bit like the same. We want to say to this morning that, that welcome home. For those that haven't been to church for a while, maybe it's your first time ever in church. If that's you, we want to say, welcome home. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like you belong here. We don't have it all together. We've got some mess. We've got some clutter. We've got stuff that sometimes we sort of push into the corner, and you get to that a little while later. If you're anything like me, there's a pile of clothes that just seems to grow in the corner of my room. And, and that, that's a much like church, because there's people in church. We're all different. We've all got our baggage. We've all got our issues, but we're together. And we journey together as a family. And so if you're here for the first time or maybe returning for whatever reason, you've been away for church for a while, we want to say welcome home. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be home today. We can come back knowing that church is the body of Christ. And so home is not this building, but it is being with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that we would this morning realize that we are loved here that we belong here and there is something comfortable and familiar about being where you are. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us this morning through scripture and through community in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that I do want to say just to to start the message and as we, we dive into scripture a bit is one of the things that often keeps us away from church is we just feel guilty. You haven't been for a while. Maybe you were raised in the church and for whatever reason, you haven't been back to church for a while and the thought of going back to church is followed immediately by the emotion of guilt and of, or shame. And if you're feeling that this morning, I just want to put that to rest straight away and say you, there is nothing guilt or shame driven in today. We are just so happy to see you. We're just happy to see you. We don't care where you've been other than we love you and we want to help we don't care what's been going or what's taken you away from the church or, or why you've never been to church. We don't care. We're just so happy that you're here. We're just so happy to see you this morning. Scripture actually says in 1 John chapter 2, it says that, I'm writing to you, dear children, because we are children of God, brothers and sisters of God. We are family. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on the account of his name. And it goes on to talk about the family dynamics within the church. And he's saying that, that you have been forgiven, not because of your actions, not because of the actions of each other here, but you have been forgiven because of his name, his being Jesus. And so if Jesus has forgiven you, why would you feel guilt and shame from anybody else here? Why would you feel the, the guilt and shame for not being around by anybody else? It's a little bit like this. At, at home, we've, we bought a house. It's a first house. We've... Oh the bank bought a house for us, um, <laughs> about three years ago. And at the very front of our house was this railing around sort of the deck, and the railing sat about this high. Now, it was solid, like, cast iron. It would build, it, like, it was made for eternity. It was just in, incredibly strong, but incredibly impractical. Like, it sat this high. So, like, safety-wise, you'd sort of go, oh, <laughs> fall off, and, and it was about... The railing probably sat about this high off the ground, so it was quite a drop into the garden if you did fall over. And and every time my parents are here, shout out to mum and dad, um, every time my mum would come to visit, she would go to walk up our stairs and she'd sort of go for the railing and, uh, you know, and walk up. You know, it's, it's not, it's, there was no elegant way to get into our house, walking up the stairs. And... And every time I would see mum go up or down the stairs or I'd see the kids playing out on that sort of balcony part of the house, I'd feel guilty. i feel guilty that I haven't done something about it. I haven't fixed the problem. And, I, and I'd, sometimes I'd feel like, oh, I need to do something. I, I'm feeling a bit shameful. I'm feeling like I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good husband. I'm not looking after the house. I need to do something. And every time I'd look at it, I'd feel bad. And so I did something about it over the past month or so. And there's a photo here with Geordie helping me out. Geordie's our youngest son. And he's sanding the edges to make him a bit safe of some of the, the beams that we put to, to make it. You know, we, I was going to compensate. and It's like, yeah, <laughs> up the stairs this time. But, but we didn't. We made it a good height. And now every time I look at it, I go, awesome, it's done. I don't look at it and go, I feel shameful again. I don't look at it and feel guilty because I've done it. I've finished the job. It is now as safe as it possibly could be for something that I built. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but but it's, it's done. There's no need for me to feel guilty because I've done the best I could to, to get that right. And if you're here this morning, don't look back, look forwards. Don't look back and feel guilty for what you haven't done. You're here today and we're happy to see you. So feel free to be released from guilt and shame as you move forwards into becoming the man or woman that God has called you to be as a part of the family here at York Street. A key verse in Hebrews talks a little bit about why it's so important to meet together. It says this in in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, and if you're doing Bible studies, um, I kind of got a bit passionate about the study material, so if you want to go a bit deeper... Grab the Bible study material. You can grab it from the info desk or get them emailed to you this week. It says, Let us draw near to God with sincere hearts, with the full assurance that faith brings, faith in Jesus Christ, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Once again, guilt-free and having our bodies washed with pure water that comes from the living streams that is Jesus Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. Don't hang on to something because he says that your sins have been forgiven. Don't beat yourself up. He is faithful. Then it goes on. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up. Meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see that day approaching. This idea of spurring one another along and doing good deeds and encouraging one another is why God created the church. The goal has always been to share the good news. The goal hasn't changed. It's so that we can have salvation, be saved from an eternity without God through Jesus Christ. But on that journey, we encourage each other towards that goal. We spur one another along. I've got a photo that I didn't ask permission to use, <laughs> and I put it up anyway, because it's actually everywhere, <laughs> Lee Oliver, sitting right there. Uh, this is actually, I grabbed it off social media, and it's like the actual photo for this racing event nationally, like this is all over the world, this thing. This is. And I don't know if he's in pain or he's happy or what. Really, not sure what's going on there. Um, maybe is that is that crop? Should that be the other way? I don't, the trees. Are, anyway, this is a race that a number of people in, in the, the church uh, participate in, and it's a um, an obstacle-based race, like run. And you kind of just race against yourself. Like if you finish and you don't die, that's a win. Like that's the that's the achievement. And so you run these different lengths, and you climb ropes and crawl under barbed wire and run through mud and do all this stuff, and, and you pay money to do that. <laughs> the privilege of wrecking yourself. And it was a similar time of year last year that I had the privilege of, of doing this race with a, with a group of uh, people you know, from church and outside of church. And there's about, I'd say 14, Lee, is that right? 14 of us, give or take? I think it was more, but 14, that that ran this race together. And there was this moment, this moment at this race where there was this giant A-frame that was made up of sort of ropes that were tied together in sort of a crisscross pattern so you could climb up and down these ropes. And and this A-frame stood about as high as the ceiling of this this church. So it's quite a sizable, large A-frame structure. And it was, it was fairly wide, it was probably from here to the wall, so it's quite a wide structure and you'd climb up one side and then you'd get to the top and you'd climb down the other. And, and it was, you know, you'd sort of be hanging on to it and it's all good until someone climbs up next to you and it starts to wobble a little bit and you and, and it wasn't too tricky unless you're afraid of heights. You know and they say don't look down? Like it's really hard where everywhere you look you can see, like you, there's no, you can see the ground, you can, and it was tricky. And one of the members of this group started climbing up the A-frame and about halfway up realized, I'm really afraid of heights. And, and everything started to kick in that happens when you get a fear. I can't do it. The muscles start to tense up. The, the, I can't do this. You, you, start to, you forget how to breathe. You forget how to move. You, you, you turn to jelly, then you, you turn stiff, and, and you don't know what to do. And it was at this moment that, that the team started to rally around that, that member. And they started getting next to them and saying, you can do this. You got this. They're like, no, I can't. Say, so, yes, you can. Just look up. Keep your eyes up. Someone jumped on the other side of the A-frame. And it's like, look at me. Don't look down. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and what started to happen is, is they started to, to coach the person through some really simple movements. Okay, okay, just reach your hand up, reach your hand up. There, you've got it. That's going to hold you. That's safe. You're good. Move your foot. Move your foot. And, and when they couldn't move their feet because they were jelly, someone would grab their foot and move it up to the next bit of rope and say, you feel that? It's got you. You're safe. And slowly, slowly, incrementally, they started to climb up to the top. There were people on the sides of the person, there's people underneath, there's people on the other side, coaching so much so that there's this little little narrow path on this giant like A-frame event that other people could use. <laughs> now, we pretty much took the whole activity up with our group. They got to the top, and then it was tricky to get over the top because it's all, all like coaching, all out the window, this is a different thing, somehow you've got to flick yourself over and then Come down the other side. We touch the ground together. And the whole group just erupts in this cheer because that team member has achieved something. It's overcome a fear. The team member burst into tears, partly because of embarrassment, partly because of fear, partly because of relief, partly because of emotion, partly because they didn't die. It was this this, this huge, ah, they're, they're, they're in tears. We're cheering like, yeah, 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 yeah. They climbed up and down a rope. How much more should we be cheering on people that have led someone to a point where they've met Jesus Christ, when they've been saved from an eternity without him, when somebody overcomes a fear in life, is being coached, you don't deal with it like that. You take the foundation for life and you deal with this scenario like this and we equip someone to take a step of faith, a step closer to the man or woman that God has called them to be when we coach them together and they achieve that goal. It's one thing to achieve a physical obstacle but there's so many spiritual obstacles in life and we're here to spur one another along. To cheer, to champion, to journey, to do it together. And to do that as a church, and for some of you, you may have been here last Sunday where we launched the vision and mission for the church. But if you haven't been to church for a while, I just want to share a little bit about how we do that as a church. How do we spur one another along? What is our goal? Where are we going? Why did God put York Street here? The first thing is that the mission of our church is that we believe that our purpose is to lead people to Jesus and disciple them so that they are equipped to do the same. We believe that true disciples make disciples. Followers of Jesus, when being obedient, make followers of Jesus. That's why God placed us here. But what do we see? We've talked about it a bit this morning already. What we see is that we are family. Different ages, different stages. But we do this together. I love that a third of the church... Almost two thirds get up and leave after the first couple of songs they hear the kids ministry and parents come back, of course, which is a good thing don 't go to the movies or do shopping, you come back, which is nice <laughs> but I love that that we are different ages and stages, learning at a level that, that meets our needs, but we 're the same church that your children are being taught and equipped and empowered to do exactly what we're being taught and equipped and empowered to do, but at a different level, in an appropriate level. We are family, and we believe that as a family that we strive to be a large church that values family and reaches communities beyond its own. What is a community beyond our own? Your community beyond our own, the church family, may be your, your family back home. That may be the community that we need to reach with the good news, the hope that a loving creator cares enough for them. The community may be your workplace. The community may be the neighbours across the road here from the church. But that community may be the school. It may be the incredible missions that we've been hearing about from the Grills family. There's so many communities that we exist not for ourselves, not to be comfortable, not to be in this place, but to, to reach those that don't know the good news of Jesus Christ. We support one another as we do it. Build one another up, but we exist not for ourselves, but for those that are lost. So how do we do that? We need some core values. We need some, some foundational pieces to, to build upon to do that. The first core value is that we are anchored by Scripture but we are led by the Spirit. We are anchored in God's Word, and we are led by the Holy Spirit. And we'll be preaching on that next Sunday in more depth. Because God cares for every member of His family, and so do we. If God cares for those people in the community, those that we we interact with, then we should care for them too because of God in us. Therefore, we should treat people the way that God wants them to be treated. Why? Because those people, generally, most people in the world do not know who Jesus is. So we need to treat them the way Jesus would treat them because there's no bounds to our willingness to share the gospel. We've got to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. But to do that, we need to be trained. We need to do it together. And so we will equip people to live, lead, and love just as Jesus did. And when we start to do that, we see that God thinks outside the box. We heard Nathan speak about how the government is paying for people to travel over and be trained. And he said that hey, God works so much different, so differently. His creativity is so much bigger than what we understand and we believe that as a church is so true and so we're not satisfied with the ordinary. We think and act outside the box as the Spirit leads. And so if God wants to make the government pay for missionaries to be trained up, we're all for that, that's okay. We can can live with that. We think and act outside the box and in doing so and contributing, we believe it is our joy to contribute to the kingdom. So why can't it be fun? If we have the joy of, of God, the joy of the Lord within us, then why can't it be fun in the way that we serve? Why can't we have a smile on our face? I love looking at our worship teams up there and, and smiling and worshipping. I love seeing Wes make like a thousand coffees after the service, got a smile on his face as he's, he's pouring out the, the coffees back there, doing an incredible job. I love seeing people who just love to serve their God by serving their brothers and sisters, as well as serving out in the community. And so we're just going to skim over a few other things that as a church we committed to, So I know there's a number of people here that, that weren't here last Sunday. And so what are we going to be doing as a church this year as we launch into a brand new season? Well, first things first is if we're going to reach people with the good news, we need to have some tools to do that. And there's an incredible tool called Alpha. An incredible way to engage with the truth and wrestle through who Jesus is, what that means. Is it real? To answer some of those questions, and we're going to be running Alpha in Term 2 and Term 4. We encourage you to get a part, be a part of that and sign up if you've got some questions about who Jesus is. Last Thursday, we met for the first time with our weekly prayer meeting. There were 20 people that turned up. It was incredible. If you can make it from Thursday between 5 and 7, come when you can, leave when you have to. No obligation. Some people turned up just for five minutes. It's okay, it's all good. Just turn up when you can. There's power when we pray together for our city, our country, and our world. You've heard a little bit about the interns. We've got some parenting training coming up, we've got some incredible speakers this year that are going to be coming and supporting us as we learn. But the big ones for this year, the the big events that are happening in the life of the church is that as you can sort of see and experience in our 10.30 service, I know we've got a few seats still left here in the pews, but there's no seats left out the back for the kids. The kids' ministry is full. And if we're full and we can't go deeper and disciple the kids well enough, we need to do something about that. So a 10.30 service, as far as the other programs, the children's ministry with 104 people last year, uh, last week, including the leaders last year, 87 kids, we need to do something about that. And so we're trialling a fourth service. My heart goes a little bit quicker every time I say it. (laughs) Uh, At 4 o'clock... And, and it's going to be aimed at parents. It's aimed at families with children in that space. We've got our 8.45, and, and I've said the same thing to all the other services. If we fill those services, we'll add more. It's okay. We've got a commitment to see people discipled and come into family and fellowship and be supported as they, they grow in their journey. But our 10.30 is, is full, and so we want to do something about it. So we're going to trial in September, October, and November for one week of each month a 4 p.m. family's service, much like our 10.30 service. The idea being that you can bring your kids and you can have them home for dinner and in bed, ready for the school week or whatever your week holds. We've got this incredible coffee cart out there that Wes and Sam put together. Wes is back there taking a breather in the, the parents' room. On your mate. Love your work. Love your heart. Uh, worked incredibly hard over the past month or so, to build the coffee cart that sits in the foyer. The coffees are free over February. And the idea is that the coffees are for, for people who are new to the church, as well as those that are serving, but, but they're free for now, but we'll put some money towards mission. We don't want to make money out of it. We just want to cover costs. But there's something about coffee that the coffee equals community. And when you put the coffee in the hand of someone, you can have a conversation. I've met some people for the first time this morning, and we had conversation because we had coffees we're in the queue of been given coffees at the same time and you get to meet people over having a coffee so we're really excited about this new ministry and what that looks like the idea of having a coffee cart rather than a fixed coffee is that we can move it around so if it was a ministry taking place in a different room during the week we can move the cart once we're trained up and we know what we're doing uh, with that and the other exciting news that we're journeying towards this year is that as a church, one of the things that we've noticed more and more take place is when new people walk in through the doors, the first thing they say is, it looks really nice on the inside, meaning that the outside is starting to look dated. Um, Just by coincidence, the tree got cut down not because we're building, the tree got cut down because it was sick and dying and we didn't want branches falling on cars. So you may have noticed one of the trees got cut down. Total coincidence, that was booked in last year. It just so happened it happened the day after Vision Sunday, so it looks like we're building now. We're building, we're building, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, no, we're not. We, 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 we will, but we still got to get plans and be allowed to do it. So, <laughs> but we want to build. We want to make the front of the church look a little bit more modern, a little bit more appealing, and we're looking at building a cafe that will be open during the week. On this site to be able to help do even more ministry, more mission, bring our friends to something. Those are the ministries that take place during the week, give them somewhere to go to catch up, to continue the conversations in a missional space. Some big things happening this year as a church family. But in short, if we were to sum it up, who are we as a church and what are we doing? It's pretty simple. We just want to say that life can be tough. So let's do it together. If you've been wrestling in life, if you've been finding things that have been tough, we just want to say we acknowledge that life can be tough at times. But as family, let's do it together. All for the name of Jesus Christ, always leading people to Christ and discipling them. But let's do it together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for those that have come home today. Lord, we thank you that this is a guilt-free zone. A guilt-free zone because you paid for that freedom through your son. We are so happy to see so many new faces here today. Thank you for the conversations that have taken place even in, in the services that have gone before. For those that have had the courage to step through the doors, to engage with community, to be loved and have conversation. Lord, I pray that we would see the same thing take place today with those that are our 1030 service. I pray that we would realize that we have a place here, that we are a part of the family, that stepping foot back in this building means that we are home. Lord, may we surround one another, support one another, spur one another on for the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.